Hello from Bournemouth and edition 48 of Harmony UK podcast here in the afterglow at Babs Convention 2023. The bar here at the International Convention Centre may not be quite as heaving as before that dreadful Covid pandemic. But as you can hear, the beer is flowing, uh, the polecats are being sung and the good times, well, they appear to be back once more. We just love ringing chords together, we love eating breakfast together um, and most of all we just love singing for people and meeting people at conventions, it's uh, fantastic. It's certainly a little bit stressful going through the system uh, with two choruses in the same contest, that, that's true. I remember the time when there were people with tattoos, I remember Sheffield Chorus having a tattoo. Oh yeah? Yes, years ago. And people, people painting pictures on their faces and all sorts of things. So, so you decided... We wanted to be different. We called ourselves Trailblazers, an incredibly arrogant name, um, but at the same time, we do feel very much like you know we want to do our own arrangements. It came from a place that we wanted to do our own arrangements. We wanted to do something a little bit different. That was where the name came from. You know, we're not past it. We're not has-beens yet. You know, let, let's let's just poke a bit of fun about us and say, you know, we'll, we'll keep up with you, young, young guys. Yeah. We'll be hearing from young and old, from male and mixed voice choruses and quartets, and from many of those who made their mark on this convention in all sorts of ways. One of the things at this convention which has been quite remarkable is the, the preponderance of singers from Bristol who are here this year. Um, some of them um, have been putting stickers on the rest of us saying, we're back. And um, one of the chief architects of that is with us now, uh, Linda Corcoran, who is, the, uh, of course, the musical director of the Great Western Chorus. You are back. Yes, we're back. We're back. And with bronze medals. With bronze medals, <laughs> absolutely. We didn't come last year, so uh, the last time we competed was 2019. So, yeah, we're back and we thought we'd get stickers everywhere. It's been a long time since I've seen anybody do anything on the Friday night, sticking things on people and... I remember the time when there were people with tattoos. I remember Sheffield Chorus having a tattoo. Oh, yeah? Yes, years ago. And people, people painting pictures on their faces and all sorts of things. So, so you decided you, 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 you would paint the entire audience in Great Western Colours, but this was uh, more than just simply saying, hello, it's us. It, it, was, about, it was really about surviving the, 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 the pandemic, wasn't it? It was. Actually, um, it was a play on words, really. We were saying that we were back but we sang a song that the words, well, the title was We're Back in Business. Yeah, tell so, us more about that song. Well, it, it's, it's all about, for us, the, the fact that the chorus could have folded. You know, we could have, things were, things were bad, things were black, we thought we were gonna fold, and here we are, we're back. So the song was so right for us. It was, it was perfect. And when you took to that contest stage, 
How did it feel? Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was great. We, we, we didn't come last year. Um, you and I talked, actually, before the Bristol show. Do you remember the big Bristol I, show? I do, which, which people can listen to online, of course, still. And, uh, and, and they can hear our discussion as well. I love plug, 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 yeah, we, we didn't come last year, and, and to be fair, we just didn't feel ready, and we've we've done some recruiting, and so I think it was about just over a third of the chorus. Yeah, about ten new members, I think. Yeah, they, they, they hadn't competed with us before, and we had brand new members that literally only knew the two songs, actually, so, you know, it, it, was, it was very special to be able to get those on the stage yesterday and sing a song called Back in Business, so those stickers really did mean we're back uh, uh, what have those 10 new members been saying to you about their shiny new bronze medals they must uh, be fairly chuffed they're very chuffed <laughs> of course they are very very chuffed yeah i mean you know some of them like literally their first sing out and they get a bronze medal so well linda it's been great to talk to you and congratulations on your bronze medal it's wonderful to see the great western chorus back you may have heard noises off from um, from another uh, Bristol musical director Craig Keogh, who uh, directs Bristol Fashion and is also co-director of the Bristol Mix. Who, you, well, you, you gave us a fantastic swan song as the uh, as the champion chorus this year, champion mix chorus. Well, yeah, thanks, John. We, our, our aim for our swan song set was to sort of kind of showcase our variety as a chorus. So we had a little bit of kind of semi barbershop uh, by singing um, "Wouldn't It Be Nice" by John Brockman. And then a beautiful arrangement of Smile, which is a bit jazzy, and then a, a, a more of a classic feel, uh, King Singer's version of You Are The New Day. So a nice bit of variety that shows off our different sort of singing styles. So you're showcasing every of all the styles of music that the Bristol Mix does. Are you attracting people from outside Barbershop as well as the seven Bristol Barbershop choruses? Well, the, actually, the, the, the kind of the ethos of Bristol Mix or the, or the recruitment goal of Bristol Mix is that you, ha you do have to have a Bristol connection. I think we've only got maybe one or two members that, that aren't currently in a Bristol chorus at the moment, but they do have a Bristol connection through some sort of singing link, either through maybe Bristol Uni or uh, like a church or cathedral singing in the past. Wow, so 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 it, it, it is great. I mean, how many members have you got now in Bristol Mix? I think, do you know what, I've not counted recently, but I think, <laughs> I think we put about 54 on stage this weekend. Um, and we were joined on, I'm struggling to remember what day it's on, Saturday Night show. Saturday show, we were joined by Bristol a cappella, so we might have been close to 60, 70 uh, on that show. And of course you are handing the baton on to another Bristol chorus, yeah. to Bristol a cappella. Uh, well, we're trying to keep it in the city, John. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we were absolutely thrilled with their performance today. We were, we were able to, to do our mic warming set, get back into the auditorium and see Bristol a cappella perform two stunning songs. And we were just delighted that they've, they've brought home the gold. 
this this brings up the possibility, of course, that you could compete next year with Bristol with Bristol Mix and uh, and and take the gold again from Bristol Acapella. It could be a relay race. Well, <laughs> one year. Well, you know. maybe one one year on, one year off. <laughs> there, there are other choruses forming around the country as we speak. I'm sure that might have something to say about that. But it's uh, it's a motivation that you know that we're considering. Um, who, who knows? Who yes, knows? dear listener, dear barbershop, be aware that other choruses are available. Uh, Linda Corcoran <laughs> and Craig Keogh from Bristol, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thanks, John. Thank Linda Corcoran of Great Western Chorus and Craig Kehoe of the Bristol Mix uh, celebrating their near neighbours from Bristol a cappella, winners of the Mixed Chorus Contest this year. And this was one of the songs which helped them to that gold medal. Unfortunately, Bristol a cappella's MD Ian Hallam had to leave shortly after the mixed chorus contests were announced, and so I'm afraid I didn't manage to catch up with him. But we did visit Bristol a cappella last year during the podcast time in the city, so if you would like to hear more about them, then just go to Harmony UK Podcast Edition 42 and have a listen. And if you'd like to see Bristol a cappella live, then I can tell you that they have a concert planned for October the 8th to mark the chorus's 10th anniversary. Avalon Quartet will be the special guests. Uh, keep an eye out on Bristol Acapella's socials for more details nearer the time. Well, to the Saturday show here in Bournemouth now. It was quite a star-studded lineup. Uh, no guests from the US. Regular listeners will know that Instant Classic have had to delay their appearance at Babs until next year. Uh, that's Babs' 50th anniversary convention. Instead we were treated to the cream of British barbershop, including the White Rosettes, uh, Met 44 Limelight and In-House Quartets, a Midnight Train, and these four people, uh, currently Babs Youth Quartet champions, The Breakfast Club. Well, I went down to the Grundy County auction Where I saw something I just had to have My mind told me I should proceed with caution My heart said go ahead and make a bid on that Hey, we are at Babs Convention, as you know, we are talking to the Breakfast Club, our youth champions at the moment, and if you'd love to introduce yourselves, that'd be brilliant. Hi, I'm Nick, I sing baritone. I'm Hannah, I sing lead. I'm Jamie, I sing bass. 
partner, I'm Sophie, I sing tenor. So, first question, how did the quartet get together? Hannah asked if I wanted to join a quartet. <laughs> yeah, me and Jamie have wanted to sing together for a while and uh, we wanted to do the youth contest. Jamie sang with Nick before, so we knew that they would uh, blend well. And me and Sophie sing in Steel City Voices together. So uh, we uh, naturally came together and uh, started in March 2022. And your, your repertoire, I mean, the song I've just seen you sing, Grandy County Auction, is a song which is full of energy, it's great fun, but it's years old. <laughs> That's news to me. Uh, <laughs> I like to think we give it a youthful freshness, <laughs> uh, but no, we love that song. We love it, as Hannah says, a little bit of country, a little bit of country. We, we have so much fun singing that song. Um, we just signed up for this uh, mic, what's it called? Open mic, mic open, open mic. And we're like, the the thing that is going on behind us at the moment, people yes. just getting up and singing yeah, yeah. for the hell of it. And we're like, what we're going to sing, of course we're going to sing Souls. We love it, yeah. Have you thought about um, what you're going to give them in America, we were talking to Nick that just before. This is Jamie now. Yes, so we sung those on the song, uh, on the show on uh, Saturday night. So we're going to sing um, "Start of Something Big," which we sung at uh, QuartetCon, which we won our medal with. And then we're also going to sing "I Found My Sweetheart Sally," which is a classic, a proper classic barbershop ballad, um, which we chose because we all love Bluegrass Student Union, and they sung it really well. So we decided that we'd do our rendition of it. It's interesting that you're a young quartet, but you, you, you have great respect for barbershop tradition. I mean, Bluegrass Student Union is, is, is one of those timeless quartets. Hannah, what is it that, that attracts you all to barbershop? Oh, gosh, that's a big question. But uh, me and Jamie were born into it, so kind of no choice. Um, <laughs> Sophie's been singing for five years, I think. And Nick, how many years? Uh, Thirteen, I think. 13, yeah. So, um, but we just we just love singing together. We just love ringing chords. It's a big part of all of our lives, and uh, we all knew each other before. But it's nice that we've we've come together and ended up uh, singing in the Breakfast Club together. We just love ringing chords together. We love eating breakfast together, um, and most of all, we just love singing for people and meeting people at conventions. It's uh, fantastic. And when you go to Louisville, will you be taking part in the main quartet contest, or will you be in a, a, a younger quartet contest? We're actually in the next-gen quartet contest, which is um, 26 and under. So we're, t we're part of that kind of youth contingent. Uh, lots of other quartets from all over the world, but we are with the British uh, representatives, so we're very excited to, to represent British Youth Barbershop. And Hannah and Sophie, is it true that you are the, the first women who will be competing in the in, in the youth contest in the States? It is. So um, the competition only became genderblind fairly recently for Babs Youth. So we're really thrilled that we're going to be the first women ever to represent the UK in the, um, in the youth contest in the States. It's quite the achievement and I'm very proud of us. Now we still love to laugh about the way we met that day when I said, hey, baby, won't you give me a sign? I'll give anything to make it mine on mine. I do your bidding and be at your back. Sophie, Jamie, 
Hannah and Nick, Babs Youth Champions this year, the Breakfast Club. And uh, while they are still under 26, it is worth noting that both Hannah Briggs and Nick Bryant already have formidable reputations as very accomplished and highly regarded musical arrangers as well as singers. Uh, just one more measure of the rich array of talent to be found among barbershoppers here in the UK uh, right now. Uh, good luck to them as they blaze a trail across the Atlantic, uh, which brings me, admittedly, in a rather contrived fashion, to this year's Babs Quartet Contest Champions. Saw you with that other guy just the other day. Now before I wave bye-bye, just one thing I'll say. Here's the one and only thing I'll say. Trailblazers with their uptune from the contest finals, a song that attracted thunderous applause whenever they performed it, including at the Sunday night open mic event, which is where I spoke to them just after they'd come off stage. Come off stage to rapturous applause as you've just been hearing. This is Trailblazers, the new champions. Introduce yourselves, gentlemen. Hello, I'm Alex. I sing tenor. I'm Ali, and I'm the lead. I'm Simon, and I sing bass. I'm James, and I sing baritone. And and you you just keep getting better and better. We saw you in Leeds. We saw you now, and 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 you you wherever you go, you smash it. There's rapturous applause. <laughs> That's so sweet. I don't know what to say. Uh, yeah, I think it just. I think it's just a. Uh, I think the fact that we've worked so hard and um, and just I guess kudos to all me, you boys. Take so basically, <laughs> what's, what's happened is we've managed to choose some songs that really fit our lead's voice, and we've managed to choose songs that our lead really loves, and it makes a big difference. It really does. Like honestly, Ali sells these things so well, and we latch onto that, and it's just it's that I think that's a big part of the reason that we've won this weekend is because Ali's amazing, and I, I don't know. I'll say it. I'll say it. It's on record now. Ali's amazing. I'll I say one other thing, but like we like, it's also a testament of our friendship as a quartet as well, and that, and we just have so much fun together, which means it's like coming to rehearsal every week is just the best time. Because you, you have been in quartet, Simon, for quite a long time now. Yes, I think we first formed with our first baritone in 2015, 
um, and we went to the International Youth Quartet uh, competition in Nashville in 2016 and I've gradually been uh, working towards this moment I guess and continually uh, with our new baritone James for the last, I say new, say it's like three years, <laughs> he, he, he's, been, he's been with us probably longer than our old baritone. Um, four years, five. Three. James, do you, still, do you still feel like a new baritone here? No, 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 he doesn't. <laughs> definitely, definitely not, definitely not, definitely not. So, so tell, tell us, uh, Alex, how has the quartet evolved during that time? Because you, 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 you've sung a lot of different songs, haven't you? Yeah, we have. Like, I, I feel like when we started, we wanted to be a great youth quartet. And then um, we went to uh, Nashville 2016. Uh, we had a great time. We did amazingly. And then we felt that you know, we're such good friends, as I think Alice mentioned. It was so great that we thought, well, let's just carry on as a quartet. In terms of the evolution of it, it was just we wanted to be different. We called ourselves Trailblazers, an incredibly arrogant name. Um, but at the same time, we do feel very much like you know, we want to do our own arrangements. It came from a place that we wanted to do our own arrangements. We wanted to do something a little bit different. That was where the name came from. So uh, even though it was an incredibly arrogant name at the time, we still try and hold up to that idea that we want to do something different at least. Um, and uh, we, you know, whether or not we're doing that, I'll let the audience decide. But at the same time, I feel like that's where the quartet has gone. We've tried to do new things, tried to do different things. Um, and we try to just latch on to those things that uh, you know our audience love and try to understand. Well, with the name Trailblazers and new things, you've helped me segue very nicely into the song that really caught the imagination of the audience in there, I Found a New Baby. We've had lots of times, women's quartets know very well um, the, the, the question of whether or not they change the gender pronouns and nouns in songs. In this one, you decided not to. I found a new baby, I found a new boy, and they, they loved it. Yes, I think, you know, for us as a quartet, um, Ali, I don't know if you don't mind me speaking on your no, behalf, please, please, but um, as Ali is a member of the LGBT community, um, we felt it right that only we've been singing about a woman for such a long time in so many songs that actually it doesn't make a difference to Ali when we sing that way round. So it shouldn't make a difference to us when uh, we sing that way round for Ali. Um, how have you noticed that the, the four of you, the, the reactions of audiences? Because I, I watched this afternoon when you sang it and there was a there was a, a bit of an intake of breath from about half the other half the audience, and the other half were going, "Yeah, go for it." I think it's just where we are t uh, today in the LGBT community, and especially within barbershop in the barbershop community. I think it's great exposure, and it's just um, we're not deliberately trying to force LGBT plus down anyone's throats or anything like that, but we're just trying to give as much exposure as we can to to that sector and. Um, and spread it across the barbershop community so that it's more of a um, sort of open, I don't know. But in terms of openness and, and, and seeing what you like, um, James, is, is this a, a trailblazing moment? Is this, is this a, a, a milestone moment in barbershop? Um, I hope so. I hope I see more uh, quartets singing in their preferred pronouns, singing about people that they love rather than people that are written in old charts. Um, yeah, I hope to see more of that. So. Let's move from that song then to, 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 to more general matters because there are an unprecedented number of, uh, of, of, of British uh, choruses and quartets going to compete in Louisville. How does it feel to be part of that, well, if I can use the cliche, British invasion? Um, it feels amazing, I think particularly as the four of us are all members of Meantime Chorus who are also going over uh, to Louisville as part of the um, week. I think it's just an amazing opportunity for us to be with our group of friends that we love so much that we sing with every Thursday that we can have, we can support them and they can support us throughout that whole week. 
Yeah, Ali, how, how, how important is it that you are all members of one chorus rather than being drawn from different choruses in different parts of the country? I think it's, it's quite a hard <laughs> question, really. Uh, like I, from my personal view, I actually only joined recently and I came back because the culture of Meantime Chorus is so strong and so inviting and that it's not just about how well we sing and, and the technical side of stuff, it's the fact that everyone is incredibly supportive within Meantime and it's just a, a great environment to be part of and it's just incredibly supportive. Well, I know that everybody here will be rooting for you when you go to the States. Uh, gentlemen, thank you very much indeed and uh, good luck in Louisville. Wonderful to talk to Trailblazers. And let's hear now from their chorus, Meantime. Uh, this is from their swan song set as last year's Babs Chorus Champions. A Million Dreams. Meantime Chorus, who with so many sets as contest Mike Warmers, uh, a champion swan song set, and sets in the Saturday and Sunday shows, had an incredibly busy and hard-working time here in Bournemouth. Uh, you're listening to Harmony UK podcast from Babs 2023 convention. Uh, still to come, one MD with two choruses consecutively in the top ten. And, of course, we'll be hearing from this year's chorus champions. Stay tuned for that. If you attend barbershop conventions in the UK of any kind, or indeed many other sorts of, of, of musical gatherings and festivals, you will always see um, a corner of the room with a stall selling vocal zone throat products, the, the sort of things that a lot of us singers rely on. And I've often wondered how they came to be and why they're here. And hopefully I've got somebody who can tell me. You are? Maria Primer. I'm the managing director at Vocal Zone here with my brother George, who's also managing director. Well, if, if anybody should know, then you definitely should. It, uh, you say your brother George, does that mean it's still a family firm? It is very much a family firm. It was bought by our father back in 2001, and we've both since joined the business. We've retired him off, um, but we now both run it on a daily basis. So he's on the golf course or something now, is he? Pretty much, <laughs> either here or in Spain, yeah, one of the two. What, what about the, the company itself? I mean, how far does this go back? Uh, Vocal Zone has been around since 1912 when it was invented for Enrico Caruso, the first opera singer to sell a million records. He's a clever man, he realised that by recording his voice and selling it he could make more money than just by performing. Um, unfortunately, he was an avid smoker uh, and it caused him a lot of throat issues and he was singing in Covent Garden one year and had a problem with his voice, consulted a local ENT by the name of William Lloyd and he came up with the formula for Vocal Zone with his brother who happened to be a pharmacist. Um, 
Fast forward a few years, they made it into a pastel and it's still the original recipe now that they used to make it to all those years ago. And do you still have singers of the stature of Enrico Caruso, the modern day equivalent who, who, who use these things? The modern day equivalent has got to be Tom Jones and he uses it regularly. Um, he's, he's lovely, he does lots of talking about us, but I can guarantee we've never paid him a penny. Really? Um, yeah, never paid him a, a penny. He's um, He hasn't been on stage since, I think he told me 1968 without one in his mouth. So, so he discovered them back in the 1960s then? They were offered to him by an opera singing friend of his. We have a lot of opera singers in the Vocal Zone family, um, right through to heavy metal. Um, you know, any, any hard-working voice benefits from them. And we're in the 60s, peace, love, flower power and this, uh, this, 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 this throat suite. Absolutely, yeah, it was obviously there. <laughs> can, can I ask, I, 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 I'm not sure I dare to ask this, because if I asked an executive of Coca-Cola what was in Coca-Cola, they'd probably have to kill me if they told me, but, but what is in Vocal Zone? Yeah, we're not like Kentucky Fried Chicken, we can tell it's written on the box, to be honest. Um, so it's peppermint oil, menthol, licorice root and myrrh tincture. And it's the myrrh that makes it unique. Um, it also gives it its unique taste. Um, it's very bitter, is myrrh, but it is, um, it's known to have antibacterial, anti-inflammatory properties, which is very, very good for a throat that's working as hard as a singer's. Which is presumably why, traditionally, it was it, it was used to, to, to preserve was preserve the dead at one time, I mean, biblically speaking. I've got a feeling, yeah, that apparently yeah. Jesus was given some, so yes. A family firm you you bought it in 2001 but it's unusual isn't it i mean why hasn't it been snapped up by big some some big pharmaceutical company or one of those investment houses that that buys small firms asset strips them and then flogs them on you know so many firms have gone that way we do get our offers um however i think as we say in our marketing it is the best kept secret in a billion records because so many people use it but it's almost like it's underground but singer passes it to singer rather than us marketing in that way um our aim is to get so big as we do get some good offers for it but yeah we're building it we've got no intention of selling at this point we're a very happy family firm and sometimes that's the best way to keep something and clearly people like tom jones swear by them but i mean somebody's just come up to me and said are you talking to them it's all hokum i mean what do you say to people who say that try the product <laughs> um, I think you know everybody has their different remedies and, and I, I don't like to say it but singers can be quite superstitious people if you use something and it works you tend to stick with it but you can use so many different things for your voice we recommend rest we recommend um, you know making sure you're hydrated we recommend not drinking too much prior to singing all of those sorts of things but vocal zone is an ad that somebody can add to their routine which may help so could you point me, for example, to, um, to, to impartial uh, academic studies that, that would, would support what you say, that, that it really does do something? The, the studies we have, unfortunately, because the product's so old, were all done in the 1940s, so I don't know whether they would stand up to medical scrutiny now. We're a food supplement rather than a medicine. Um, that changed a while back. but. Um, there is lots of evidence with the ingredients that we have in the product and lots on our website that we, we say what each of the different things does. A lot of herbal things are very historical, so you tend to find it's through many years of usage that people find those things out. So, yeah, that's that's the medical evidence, I guess. A lot of us have been, been hit a bit by the pandemic because choir numbers are down, singers are not coming out in quite the numbers they used to. Uh, you can see it at this, this convention, which is not as crowded. Does that, does that pose a long-term problem for you and your product? Um, I, it, it
it was an interesting period of time for us because as a business we work with both hospitals and singers and neither one of those things was functioning as is. We pretty much closed for 18 months. Um, however, I would say that people are never going to stop singing and whilst we might be just experiencing a post-COVID lull, we certainly are back to the numbers we were at prior to COVID. So yeah, I don't see it being a long-term issue. Maybe a different audience. The fact that you, 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 you more or less closed for 18 months, is that the reason I was able to buy some vocal zone in uh, in Poundland uh, during the during the pandemic possibly possibly yeah you, anything you, there are, some of these companies will take a short dated stock and as you can imagine we had stock that was ready to go out of you know coming up to its sell by so um, a deal was probably done but yeah it won't happen again I can assure you I'm just wondering what products are in development I, I see you, you've now got vocal zone tea you're not expecting us to go on stage you're not expecting Tom Jones to go on stage with a cup of tea are you uh, I'm not but Kelly Jones from the stereophonics has one behind him on his amp in every gig if you look he'll have a vocal zone mug behind him on most gigs um, the tea is an added thing so lots of singers came to us and said we use your product we also use teas or liquids what else can you provide us with they tend to use one of three things a pastel a drink and a spray so we have the pastel we have the tea now and we are in development for a vocal zone throat spray which should be launched later this year and how long do you expect the family uh, to, to continue running the company as it is I mean you must be tempted to sell up and go and get, you know go and live in Marbella or buy a yacht or something like that actually it's weird no we're, we very much enjoy working together we love the products that we work on I mean obviously if an investment bank turned up and offered our parents millions my brother and I might be looking for new jobs but um, yeah at the moment it's very much a family firm we only have one child in our family in 50 years which is my son and at the moment he's showing no interest but who knows you never know in the future Maria Primer Joint Managing Director of VocalZone along with her brother George. And just in case you were wondering, Maria told me that she too is a member of a choir. Well now, back to the chorus contest here in Bournemouth. Uh, here's one for the numerologists. Well, that's fifth place chorus, the Royal Harmonics of Windsor. And just below them, in sixth place, uh, near neighbours from Chesham, the Knights of Harmony. We live in a time when hearts are so misguided, when thoughts are all one-sided, a change is overdue. Yeah. Now, why am I telling you this? Well, because the two choruses have something rather important in common. Sunday, convention beginning to quieten down. We're, we're at lunchtime, so we've just had the results of the uh, mixed chorus contest. But uh, with me, somebody who had a lot of success in the men's chorus yesterday. Uh, Sean Bowie had not one, but two in the top ten. Hello. <laughs> you did? Yes, I did. Um, so the Royal Harmonics placed fifth and Knights of Harmony placed sixth. Has that ever happened at Babs before? Has there ever been one director with two choruses in the top ten? The honest answer is I don't know because uh, I, I only joined in 2016 uh, and uh, so I don't have a big Babs history uh, having only joined Barbershop then. Uh, but uh, the 
harmonics and knights were both in the top 10 last year actually so um so yeah we, we've achieved it but consecutively fifth and sixth place i mean that that, that is that is unusual, isn't it, certainly? yes certainly uh I, i've never come across it you, you started with um with the royal harmonics in 2016 when john palmer left uh, the night sometime later some people would say you're a glutton for punishment with two barbershop choruses um it's certainly a little bit stressful going through the system uh, with two choruses in the same contest. That, that's true. Um, but, you know, I, I found a love of barbershop when I joined. Um, and I was fortunate enough in 2016, having come in, I think, in the beginning of March, so about two and a half months before the convention, uh, to have then done the convention, then been sent to Harmony University in the States and absolutely fell in love with barbershop. But when you think, I mean, a lot of musical directors will spend a lot of time thinking about uh, a chorus set, two songs, just for one chorus. Of course, you, you've got to double that up. Do you, do you try different approaches with the two chorus? I mean, do you, do you have a, a plan for the Knights and a completely different plan for the Royal Harmonics, or are you looking for similar things for both of them? That's a really interesting question. Uh, the honest answer is that um, I don't really think about it in that way. I kind of just... Uh, I listen to songs think about songs and I I go yeah that do you know what I really think that would suit that chorus uh, so last year uh, the harmonics performed uh, if the devil danced in empty pockets and actually it was uh, my music team leader at the Knights of Harmony Trevor who found that song and said we should do this and I said I'm not quite sure we're ready for that yet but would you mind if I you know maybe we did that with Windsor and he said yes so, so you know that I guess in the process of finding songs, I sometimes find songs for the other chorus. And a certain amount of cross, musical cross-fertilisation, I guess, going on between the two choruses. I mean, do they, do they share resources? Because um, they're not that far apart, are they? <laughs> they're not. They're about uh, 40 minutes to an hour away from each other. Um, the honest answer is, um, yeah, they do. Uh, so, so this year we, um, we had uh, the use of 12 risers for our final weekend rehearsal in Windsor, uh, the Knights brought four of theirs down and uh, they did their rehearsal on the Saturday and then the harmonics had the use of 12 risers on the Sunday. So um, lovely to, you know. And that, the Knights of Harmony particularly, I mean, the Royal Harmonics for years and years and years have been there or thereabouts, haven't they, in the top, top five or six. Um, but the Knights have been on a bit of a journey. Yeah, they absolutely have been. Um, I joined them at the tail end of 2017 uh, and took them to convention in 2018. Uh, and for a number of years, they'd been sat around the mid-60s mark. Um, and then after COVID, we kind of just excelled a bit. And last year, we came up and scored, I think it was 70.3. Might be slightly wrong, but certainly low 70s. Um, 70 point something, um, and this year increased it to 70.9, I think it was. So in future years, is it going to be difficult for you to, 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 to divide your time? I mean, both choruses will, will call upon your time. Both choruses are likely to be very ambitious. Some people might say you're, you're making a bit of a rod for your own back here. That's a, that's a fair point. I mean, I, I think uh, the thing is, I, I conduct choirs professionally, so for me, Choirs sit in their own boxes, and um, I'm very good at kind of switching between one and the other. Uh, and ultimately, everyone has their allotted time, and so the harmonics will sit in their allotted time, and as will the nights. And as we get closer to convention, that time uh, increases, shall we say? But um, you know, ultimately, the guys who run both choruses and and the chorus members are very understanding 
Um, and actually, we had a great night last night in that we all met up uh, and did a kind of mini afterglow before coming back to the convention centre to have the proper afterglow together. And we sang a couple of songs that both choruses know. Um, and so, you know, the camaraderie is there between the two. And we have currently we have one member who sings in both. Uh, and we have uh, a number of members who have been in one and moved to the other. Uh, and so, you know, they're, they're, a lot of the guys know each other quite well. Uh, so we're very lucky. I, I'm very lucky. I'm in a really supportive environment and both choruses are thrilled uh, that we get to do these things together. And plenty of celebrations, I'm sure, last night. Sean, thanks very much indeed for sparing the podcast a, a, a little time this afternoon. Thank you. Under the direction of Sean Bew, the Royal Harmonic's fifth-place performance of I Got Rhythm, a song arranged for them incidentally by Nick Bryant, who we heard from earlier as a member of the Breakfast Club Quartet. And a declaration of interest from me, uh, the Royal Harmonics were one of three choruses with whom I was lucky enough to be singing here in Bournemouth. Uh, shout out to the others, Capital Chorus Among the Men and EQ Rendezvous in the mixed choruses. It was an exciting weekend for me, but not anywhere near as exciting as for these guys. Last year, they stood aside from the first post-pandemic contest and performed as mic warmers. Well, this year, they won against a strong challenge from second-placed Mailvox. So here they are, Bolton's Cottontown Chorus, Babs 2023 champions, celebrating in style. Over 40 of them, stacked on the stairs between the reception hall and the convention restaurant and bar after Sunday's closing champion show. The song they're singing, well, rather apt. It's Coldplay's When I Ruled the World. Well, we've just seen them performing on the stairs. We saw them performing in the auditorium on Saturday and on Saturday night at the show. And on Sunday, the new champions, Cottontown Chorus, Neil Firth, their musical director, is with me now. Congratulations, Neil. Thanks, John. Back with a bang, really, at, uh, here at convention, because you haven't competed since, since COVID, have you? Yeah, 20, 2018 it was, so first time in five years. So a big, real big deal for us. How does it feel? It feels great. It's just it just feels like we've never been away. It's uh, it's been hard work to get there, but it's really really the, the the guys have worked so hard and and sort of brought it to life again in the in the last six to twelve months. 
And it sounds like you've added a lot of new repertoire. We've just heard When I Ruled the World, you were singing that on the stairs there. We heard in the, the, the closing concert this afternoon, and you did it last year as well, Kate Bush is running up that hill, which, um, which I think you might even have helped popularise a bit. Yeah, we sort of did it a month before it came out on Stranger <laughs> Things, so uh, we were like the first to, to bring it back to life and um, they must have got wind of it and Netflix and thought, right, let's, let's bring it back. And apparently Kate Bush actually made more money from it on its re-release last year than when it originally came out, which is amazing. Absolutely incredible. What was it that attracted you to it? Because it's not, it's, I mean, it's not a barbershop standard, is it? Not at all. I was listening to, I'd been recommended um, an, a particular arranger who had some pop, pop style music on her website. And I was listening to a number of different, different songs and that one just stuck out. I love the harmonies in there. And because it was a, a song from like the 80s when that was, that was my real time when I got into music and pop music, and I just loved it from the first time I heard it. I just thought that'd be so cool to, to with the acapella twist um, for the guys to, to do. And also a good test for their level of singing. So introduced it and the guys loved it and yeah. And as you say, the look of the chorus compared to some that you see these days is an older guy chorus. And you made that the theme of your second song and everybody has been talking about that. Yeah, it was uh, just something that because we're, we're knocking on a bit, because we hadn't competed for five years, and there's a lot of young and youthful people coming into the, to the, the hobby, which is absolutely fantastic. As we saw today in the quartet contest. Exactly, yeah, loads of youth and really good quality singing. And we just wanted to, to pop fun at ourselves and say, well, actually, you know, us, us old boys, you know, a couple of us got our 40-year Babs membership pins th uh, today, and it's, it's sort of hammered home that you know we're not past it we're not has-beens yet you know let, let's let's just poke a bit of fun about us and say you know we'll, we'll keep up with you young, young guys yet so stand up and sing with your god of heaven the gentleman who says stylish 50 shades of gray we lost the hair from the top of our head now it all grows out our ears instead with your guys we just don't care we're coming out to play sit down and sing with your guy yeah we may be old and haggard we still move like Jagger, the geriatric boys will leave the way. We chase the younger guys away. What was the creative process behind that? Was was there a composer or was it a, a, a team effort by the chorus or what? It was, it was written, the song itself was written by David Wright and arranged by David Wright and he originally did it 
a song for the little guy, which was Toronto Northern Lights about 20 years ago. And when we started thinking about themes, I said to, I put a small team together and said, come back with some ideas and let's let's you know bang about some ideas, whether it's comedy, poking fun of ourselves. And one of our guys, Duncan Smith, an ex-member, who's actually a journalist, so he writes newspaper articles for a living, just came and said, what about that? And put it in front of us and we all just loved it. And we've tweaked a few words here and there, but yeah, it was largely down to Duncan. And then it sort of evolved. I sent it to David Wright. He said, I love it. Do what you want with it. Absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. And and you you, you get all the references to, to, to classic Cotton Town in there. There's meatloafs in there. There's all sorts of things. In there. Yeah, meatloafs in there. James Bond. <laughs> There's a, a nod to Fat Bottom Girls. A lot of the choreo moves like the arm link from our days when we did South Rampart Street Parade and the, the windmill move at the end. Uh, I think it was Come Follow the Band. So, yeah, it was a, it was a real nod to those those uh, songs of, you know, past glory years, I, I guess. You now have the opportunity to go to Cleveland. Are, are you going to take that up? Because there's quite a cavalcade of Brits crossing the Atlantic at the moment. There is, and because we've not been for... It'll be seven years by next year, because the last time we competed was 2017. I think the Geisel will want to go. So that'll be our fifth time at International, which will be amazing. To, to you know, we did it once uh, back in I think 2006 at Indianapolis. Was before I um, took over as director, and we said this may be our only opportunity. Let's do it to be able to say, you know, this is going to be our fifth fifth time of doing it. I think uh, would be would be amazing. And the other thing is, of course, that you will have your swan song at the Babs 50th anniversary convention, uh, which will take place next year in Harrogate. That's just, and you know, we just, we all love Harrogate. It's one of our favorite, if not the favorite venue. So to do it on the Babs 50th anniversary will just be, it'll be incredible. It'll be so much fun. You're, you're gonna have to come up with a special set, aren't you? Do you know how much work those things take, John? <laughs> I, I, I've got a good idea. Yeah, I'm sure. It's it's a, there's a lot of work, so we'll we'll we'll, we'll come up with something. Certainly a, a swan song to remember, hopefully. Well, congratulations on your, your your win this year. It's been fantastic to see, and we'll look forward to your uh, your championship year, Neil. Thanks very much. Thanks, John. Awesome contest performance for this year's champions, the Cotton Town Chorus. Uh, bigging it up there for the older guys. Their other contest song, by the way, was called The Party's Over, which I'm afraid here in Bournemouth it is for another year. Thanks very much indeed to all those who took part in this 48th Harmony UK podcast uh, coming to you from Babs Convention. Thank you to Babs themselves for letting me use uh, the convention audio. Don't forget that all the competing quartets and choruses are available to watch on the Babs YouTube channel. And thanks to you for listening. Until we meet again, have a great summer. 
keep the whole world singing, and from me, John Beasley, bye-bye for now.